And welcome to another episode of Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. Thank you for tuning in today, and I'm very happy to say that this is my 100th show, which is kind of crazy. Um, Can't believe that it's been 100 shows, which I guess means it's been, I don't know, two years, I guess, since I started doing this. Um, So who would have ever thought that it would have... Uh, been going on for so long. I don't think me, definitely not. Um, And what you probably also noticed is that the theme song to the show is sounding a little bit different today. And that is because that is a new theme song that will be played on the show from now on. And that is a very special thanks to Jason Pratt. And Jason is a composer, producer, arranger, and music editor in the Boston area. And he is a graduate of the Berkeley College of Music. And he's produced music for television, film, radio, and various organizations. So if you like his work and you want to hear other samples of his work, Jason Pratt can be contacted at jpratt1, that's the number one, at gmail.com. And also of note, his wife, Rainey Pratt, was a guest on the show a few months ago. She is an occupational therapist, and that show is about sort of the difference between uh, physical therapy and uh, occupational therapy. So, uh, you know, before... Before we uh, before we go on any further, I also want to um, I also want to thank uh, Sam Liebowitz and Janice Taylor. Sam is uh, our fearless leader, and he is here every week. He is the producer here at TalkingAlternative.com, and Janice Taylor is our sound engineer, and she is here with me every single show. And, and I always say I think that the two of them have gotten a pretty good education on physical therapy at this point, <laughs> and they're both giving the thumbs up, so I think that's a good thing. Um, and, you know, all of their hard work behind the scenes is really what makes the show and what makes the job so much easier. Um, and, and uh, you know, I think actually that we have someone that had just called in, um, so they're on the line. So hello? Hey, hi, Karen. Hi. It's mom. Oh, it's my mom. <laughs> I didn't know who it was because she, she wrote Karen with a question mark on there. <laughs> hi, mom. <laughs> hi. I just wanted to congratulate you and tell you that uh, your dad and I always knew you would be successful. Oh, well, thank you very much for calling in. I'm like bright red right now. So if anyone, (laughs) thank God it's not TV. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to embarrass you, but we're very proud of you. Well, thank you very much. And I, you know, I always appreciate you guys tuning in and, and listening and telling people about the show and so and, and helping me with getting different guests on the show as well. And for those of you who tuned into our Mother's Day show, which was last year, my mom was actually one of the guests. So I figured what more fitting way for a Mother's Day show than to have my own mom on as a guest. No, thank you, dear. So, what's that? Okay, you have a great show. Okay, thanks. uh, I'll be listening. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, honey, (laughs) bye-bye. Okay, so, well, I guess that's a good way to start off the 100th show is to have your mom call in and wish you good luck. Um, So, you know, uh, uh, today what I'd like to do um, in celebration of of all these uh, 100 shows, um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about how the show has has changed and helped me grow uh, both as a physical therapist and, and as a person. And, and I'm going to get to uh, a lot of that stuff throughout the show and as the show goes on. But, you know, the first question that people always ask me is, how do you get on, how do you have a radio show? And, you know, I, I always say it started out a couple of years ago. I was a guest right here on Talking Alternative on my friend Josh's, Josh Margolis's show. And Josh is a personal trainer here in New York City, and he owns Mind Over Matter uh, Personal Training and Fitness. Uh, and he asked me to come on the show to talk about physical therapy. And after the show, Sam, like I said, the producer here at TalkingAlternative.com, 
said, uh, you know, you have a good voice and, and you seem kind of smart. Would you like your own show? And it's kind of how it started. So I really had I had zero experience um, being a talk show host. I had had no idea what I was doing. And, you know, as a result, I've and, and as a result, when I first started the show, I was, um, you know, not that good at it. And I would come in with, you know, 20 questions and I had to get through every single one of those questions or else the show would be terrible. Um, And then as the show has gone on, you know, through these hundred shows, I've actually been able to be a lot more comfortable and, and interview a lot of really great people. And one of the people that I interviewed last year, uh, was one of the more meaningful, um, interviews that I have had. And it was an interview with a patient and his physical therapist. And they were both uh, graduates from my high school. And uh, it was Kyle Eigen and his physical therapist, Gina Tomasoni. And we just had someone call in. And Kyle, are you on the line? Yes, I am, David. Congratulations hey. on everything. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, you know, like I was saying, um, I had emailed uh, your mom because I wanted to kind of see how you were doing now and see, because I think that interview was probably, let's see, I think you had just turned, it was your birthday. Yeah, I was 18. (laughs) Yes, yes, because I was interviewing you from the floor of a casino. Well, you were you were on the yes, floor. You were on the floor of a casino. I was here in New York, so that was the first time I interviewed someone from a casino. Um, it's the first for everything, I guess. Right? I guess so. And so I was asking your mom, kind of, what you were up to now, and and you know, we had such a great response from that show, and people just responded to you so favorably, and and I think that you were such a big inspiration for people, which I'm sure oh, you, pro- you you probably thank get that all the time. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So, so what? What? Are, what have you been up to since we spoke to you last year? Um, right now, I have. I don't go to a ballot anymore for therapy. Uh, say, I, I just go to the football. I go to the gym with the football team. Uh-huh. And I live with them. And, like that's basically like my rehab. Uh huh. Um, if I need rehab or anything, like, I just I still talk to Gina almost like on a daily basis. And then if I ever need anything, I can just go right up there to her. Um, I get, so I went up there for a couple of classes. She was, she teaches, uh, students at the university of Scranton, uh-huh. uh, physiotherapy students. And I went up there and it was basically like a lab rat for them, like a little uh-huh. dummy uh-huh. for them to be like, uh, get accustomed to spinal cord injuries, uh-huh. stuff like that. Um, so for that goes as far as therapy and stuff goes to get stronger. Um, I'm, in my sophomore year in undergrad school um, as a criminal justice major. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it. Not a whole lot has changed. Uh-huh. Well, you know, your mom said that since I spoke to you that, you know, you when you graduated from high school that you walked across the stage to get your diploma. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a pretty crazy experience. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would think it was. And, and just to give, so people who didn't hear the show that you were on, just to give a little bit of a background, you had a spinal cord injury when you were 13, is that right? 14. 14. I uh, broke my C5 vertebrae um, on the first play of a football game for my freshman team. It's uh, My freshman team at school is 7th, 8th, and 9th, mm-hmm. and I was in 8th grade, and I was playing, and it was the first play of the game. And, yeah. uh, I went right down, and then after that... Um, I, in the beginning, I couldn't even pick my arms up over my head. It was, I was in real bad shape, and then little by little, more strength kept coming back. Um, I have had great therapists along the way, a great mm-hmm. support system, and um, I got the strength to build up. I talked to Gina and asked him about braces, and uh, we got that going, and we kept practicing with that, and my strength got to the point where I can walk on assisted with mm-hmm. uh, braces and a walker. Yeah. Which is which she said to me was basically like unheard of uh, high of an injury that I had. It's true. It's it's absolutely, absolutely amazing. And, you know, I think the thing that I really loved about when you and Gina were on the show was you guys really, I think, showed the audience and, and the listeners that how important the connection is to your physical therapist. So it's, it's more than just, you know, the PT comes in and gives you exercises. Right. Right. You know, and the chemistry. 
Yeah, the the chemistry between the two of you, and and I also think you know when you first started your rehab, you know you were fourteen, and and I think that yeah, it's exactly how it is. It's I think that it it takes a good physical therapist to really earn your trust. Would you agree oh, with that? Absolutely, absolutely. Obviously, you're in a whole different world. Like new things are in your way, and you're meeting someone who you don't even know, and they're like getting very personal with you yeah. <laughs> um face to face and like you have you have to be so comfortable with them to open up and then you also have to interact with them on a personal note you have to they're, they're with you basically more than your parents are in mm-hmm. a sense like they're with you 24 7 with therapy and everything else yeah and um they kind of in a way become like your coaches but that's like how i looked at them for me mm. Yeah, I love that, actually, to look as yeah. your physical therapist is more your coach than because I think a lot of people and I think, you know, a lot of especially younger people, you know, I treat a lot of, of younger kids, not not with to the extent of the injuries that you had. But yeah. I think that, you know, it takes it, it takes a lot of empathy from your from your therapist and, and it really takes being able to relate to to you as a person versus just looking as treating an injury. Right. Like a lot of people like feel sympathy and stuff like that for the chair, but like any therapist I had, they like sat behind the chair. Like they didn't feel bad for you or anything. Like they uh-uh. did what they needed to do to, in order to get you to the next level and to get you better and more independent and um, just doing things on your own instead of relying on other people to do it for you. Exactly. And that's, yeah. you know, I think that's so perfectly well said because um that's the goal of a physical therapist is to empower their patient to be able to go on and do stuff by themselves you know you don't want to have to rely on that person for the rest of your life because it's just not realistic right absolutely that's their goal for the first day they don't tell you that right it's basically set in stone that's their goal right from the beginning first day of therapy. Yeah, and and I think that's so important, and and that's something that during the episode with you and and Gina that really came across. You know that she was like your coach and your motivator and like a big sister almost. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and and you can tell like the relationship that you guys have, I think, is very special and is something that I would assume is a lifelong relationship. Oh, absolutely. We. First day I get there, we became we were absolute strangers, and we became in a way like best friends. Like I'll, she'll be a part of my life uh, until I'm underground, <laughs> <laughs> like forever. Uh, she means a lot to me. All my therapists do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got we had great chemistry throughout, and uh, I'm just truly blessed for being able to go to Allied and be uh, involved with them. Yeah, and and again for people listening, Allied uh, Rehab and Medical Center is in um, Scranton, Pennsylvania. So yes. I grew up in this small town in Pennsylvania called Old Forge, and yes. Kyle is also a graduate of my high school. And it was sheer coincidence that Gina, who was also a graduate, she graduated <laughs> a couple of years before me, became your therapist. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, my basketball, my high school coach in basketball, he was telling me uh, that. That was they're they're actually related, so I had no idea either. So it was like one like like small world. Like after like it really was like that. We everybody was connected to someone somehow, in in a terrible tragedy like this. It was yeah. great to have like the home support. Yeah, like home away from home in a in a sense. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I again, I want to thank you for coming on the show back then and and really opening up and and kind of spending the hour uh the hour with me and with gina and and thank you for calling in today i mean congratulations on the hundred thank you thank you so much and um on that uh, thanks kyle we're gonna take um a quick break so everybody stay tuned and thanks for calling in anytime okay bye-bye talking alternative radio 24 hours a day. Are you confused about which diet is right for you? Are you tired of being tired? How about improving your energy, strength, and appearance? Hi, I'm Rika Keck, a holistic nutrition and wellness consultant. 
If you have answered yes to any of my questions, contact me now at nyintegratedhealth.com or at 646-285-8588. Initiate change and transform your life. Are you concerned about the future of your business or career? Would you like it all to just be better? Well, the way to do that is through better communication. And the best way to do that is training from the team at Improving Communications. This is Larry Sharp, host of the Ivory Tower Radio Program and director at Improving Communications. Does your office need better leadership, customer service, sales, or maybe better writing or speaking skills? Could they be better at dealing with confrontation, conflicts, and touchy subjects? All are covered here at Improving Communications. If you're in the New York City area, stop by one of our public classes or get your human resources in touch with us. The website is improvingcommunications.com. That's improvingcommunications.com. Improve your professional environment. Be more effective. Be happier and make more money. Improving communications. That's the answer. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Welcome back to the 100th show of Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I'm very, very uh, happy that everyone is tuning in and listening today. And I want to give a big thank you to my mom for calling in. And also a big thank you to Kyle Eigen for calling in and telling us a little bit about what he is up to. Um, like I said, you know, I've, I've done a lot of, obviously, different interviews. Um, each show, this is my 100th show. Not every show is an interview-type show. Some of them I just did on my own. But the one w- that I did with Kyle and his physical therapist, uh, Dr. Gina Tomasoni, was, it was such a meaningful show because I really think it showed the true interaction that you have between the therapist and, and the patient. And so I really thank Kyle for giving of himself and telling his story, um, you know, almost a year ago and calling in uh, today. So thanks again. Now, um, before Kyle called in, I was sort of talking about how this all started. And, you know, when I first started the show, I really had no idea what I was doing. And looking back, like, I was not a good interviewer. So I would come in, like, I was super prepared. There's no doubt about it. Like, I was prepared with tons and tons of of typewritten papers, and I'd have 20 questions, and I needed to get through all of those questions. And, and the big problem was I, I wasn't really listening to to what the person I was interviewing, I wasn't really listening to what they were saying. And then I had, um, I had interviewed Claudia Dreyfus. So Claudia is a writer for the New York Times. She's an author. And she interviews, you know, she has interviewed some of the most memorable people in the world from the, the Dalai Lama to, you know, Hollywood types to politicos to Nobel prize winners. So she gave me a really, really great uh, piece of advice when it came to interviewing. And she said, as the interviewer, you go in as prepared as you can possibly be, meaning do your research, know your subject inside and out. As a matter of fact, she said after our interview that she had an interview, she had not been interviewed by anyone that was more prepared for the interview than I was, which was too true because I read her book like twice, um, tabbed and highlighted, you know, because that's just how I am. But what the advice was, was to go in as prepared as you possibly can be. Then when you start the interview process, you have to let go of some of that control and give it to the person that you're interviewing. 
And if you really know your subject matter, that person is not going to throw anything at you that you don't really know. And so there's ways, you know, if they get off on a tangent, you want to stop politely and redirect politely. And, and I think that kind of stuff comes with experience. But I feel like that was great Uh, That was a great piece of advice that Claudia gave to me. So now when I come in for my interviews, I don't have those 20 questions ready to go. I'm a little more relaxed. I may have four or five questions or even a couple of topics that I definitely want to hit. But what I do is now I really listen to what that person is telling me and can ask appropriate follow-up questions. Now... Like I said, I was going to talk about how the show has changed and helped me grow as a PT and and as a person. So one of the things that it has really helped me with as a physical therapist is the interview process. When you first meet your client or your patient and they come in and they sit, they're sitting in front of you. Now what I, I used to kind of go in with my checklist of stock questions that I would ask every single person, regardless of what their uh, diagnosis was. And now I go in and I'm very much more open-ended with my questions. I throw at the, I throw the sort of softball, easy questions at them versus asking yes or no questions. You know, so I'm asking them questions that they can expand upon. Um, and, and as a result of this show, I'm being very comfortable with interviewing people. I feel like now when I'm first interviewing my patient at that initial evaluation, I'm able to ask, you know, now I start out with, you know, a very easy question of what brought you here and what can I do to help you? And that's something that, you know, I sort of have gotten from a lot of the great PTs that I've interviewed on the show, such as like Barrett Dorco and Diane Lee and LJ Lee and Lorimer Mosley, David Butler, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, but, you know, everyone always says the same thing is they want to have the patient tell you their story. So being a good interviewer, I think, is imperative for being a good physical therapist, because if you don't know how to interview someone, you don't know how to redirect them, you don't know how to get their story out of them. How can you then get a good, solid treatment plan? For that patient. So, you know, getting their story goes, I think, beyond, well, what's painful? What's this? I think it's what is their, as Diane and LJ say, what is their meaningful task? What is meaningful to them? And then if if you can't get out of them what that meaningful task is or what their life is like outside of the small room that you're evaluating them in, then it's going to make it really hard to treat that patient and treat that person as a whole. So if one thing the show has, the one of the many things the show has done for me is it's really made me be a much better listener and it's made me be a better interviewer when I am talking with my patients during that initial evaluation. Because without the patient's full story, how can you really tailor your physical exam? So, you know, like I said, the most powerful thing you can say to someone is, you know, what brought you here and how can I help you? How can I assist you? How can I be of service to you? And right away, people kind of relax a little bit and and they're more likely to kind of tell you what their story is. Now, uh, so that's one thing that I feel like has really changed since starting this show. Um, the other, th- uh, well, I'm going to go through a, a lot of other things, but another thing that has been great for me, I think as a person and as a PT, is coming up with different topics for the show. So not every show is physical therapy, but the majority of them are. And, and when I first started the show, it was sort of this broad, like I said, I, I was clueless. So it was sort of this broad, you know, this is going to be about health and wellness, all different types of topics. And every once in a while, I'll talk PT because that's what I do for a living. And what, because I thought, who's going to want to listen to a show about physical therapy every week? Like, do, are people going to get tired of that? And, and the question is, well, you know, everybody wanted to hear something about physical therapy every week. And so really kind of being able to go from this sort of broad uh, base of a show to something a little more tailored and a little more narrowed for physical therapy, I think has really made the show more successful. And has really made me, I mean, from a selfish point of view, it's made me a a better physical therapist because I get to interview some really great people 
and I do all the research beforehand. So when you're listening to this hour of, of, uh, of an interview, I might have put in 10 hours of research so that I know everything that could possibly going, be going on. Because like Claudia said, you want to be prepared for your interview. So I wanted, I always like to make sure that I'm very prepared. So it may be five to 10, well, maybe not 10, five to 10 hours of, of research may be going into this one, uh, particular topic. So I feel like my knowledge base as a physical therapist is so much larger than it was before. Um, and again, that only helps when treating my patients, uh, and, you know, a lot of people will ask, well, how do you keep coming up with a different show idea? How do you come up with doing something every single week? And I said, you know, I come up with a couple of topics, but what's been really helpful for me has been Twitter. So believe it or not, if you're a physical therapist and you're not on Twitter, I suggest you get onto Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is at Karen Litzy NYC. Um, but, uh, there are so many great PTs on Twitter who are sharing some great studies and there's good conversations, even though it's only, what is it, 140 characters or less or 100, is, it, is that what it is? 140. 140 characters or less. You'd be surprised how much you can really squeeze into 140 characters. Um, but whenever I'm stuck or if I need an idea for a show, I just kind of put it out to Twitter and I've gotten some amazing people just from doing that. My show last week, if, if you missed the show last week, it was a great, great show. And I had uh, Lauren, uh, Lauren, Laura, and Jessica, three physical therapists who work with the Women's Action Initiative. And they work a lot with um, maternal health and women's health um, in developing countries, uh, mainly in the Congo. And all of those ladies who are doing amazing work, I met them all on Twitter. Well, virtually met them, quote unquote, met them on Twitter. So, you know, if if I could give a piece of advice to any PT or, or really any professional out there looking to know more about physical therapy, log on to Twitter, get yourself a Twitter handle. Again, mine's at Karen Litzy NYC. Um, and you will find so much knowledge out there. And I've met so many people via Twitter. Uh, virtually met them, and then a couple of years ago had the opportunity to meet people in person at a PT conference. So it's a pretty cool way to to get a lot of info, and I think if you're not on Twitter, you're really missing the boat. So that's, that's just my opinion. Um, and on that, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about uh, some of the interviews we've had over the past hundred shows and a little bit more about how the show has helped me to grow. So everybody stay tuned. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Hi, I'm Austin Marola. And I'm Sloan Wainwright. We're the hosts of the new Thursday morning show, The Music Power, Power Hour. Hour, at 11 a.m. We're going to have fun. And shine the light on all aspects of music. And its limitless healing possibilities. We're going to invite artists to share their songs and play live. We'll be listening and talking about great music from yesterday to today. So you're invited to share in our musical conversation. Your ears will be delighted with the sound of music. And our voices. Join Austin and Sloan live Thursdays at 11 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and today we are sort of celebrating my 100th episode, which is crazy. I still can't believe I've done so many episodes. Um, So something when I sort of put out to uh, social media, you know, this is my 100th show, what, you know, what would you... What did you like about it? What would you like to know more about? Are there any people you'd like to talk about? And I got a couple of of different uh, suggestions, one of which, which I, I'm working on a show for April, but one of which is talking about uh, the business end of the physical therapy world. And, you know, we will, I will certainly get to that um, in April. I have some really great people lined up for that. So um, for those interested in a more business type uh, shows in relation to physical therapy, that is definitely coming up in April. And w- I had an- someone else t- asked me to talk more about what I do as a radio host and what I do as a physical therapist. And she thought that people might want to know more about what kind of what I do. Um, and I was kind of a little on the fence because I like to be the interviewer versus, you know, being the interviewee and, and really talking about a lot of what I do as as both the, the host and the and the therapist. But, you know, after I thought about it, I said, you know, okay, I'll do I'll do a little a little bit about it. So, you know, I think what the radio show has really done for me as a physical therapist is I think it really deepened my respect for the physical therapy profession. And made me a little bit more passionate about what I do, um, because through the show and and through being a host of the show, I get to really talk to some really great physical therapists who are doing some wonderful things for the profession, for the world, for their patients. Um, and so I think as as a radio host and as a physical therapist, it's really, really helped me. Uh, sort of deepen my strength and my faith in the profession, which is which is very important. I think it's great. Um, and what the show has also done is, I think it's given me um, a lot of confidence um, as a host. I've been able to interview some of the best teachers in the PT profession and some great thought leaders in the world of nutrition, fitness, life coaching, spiritual life. And I remember when I first started doing the show. I would think things like, oh, I don't know if I would ask that person to be on the show. Why would they want to be on my little, you know, radio show, my sort of little podcast or internet show? And, you know, I remember my my life coach, Lori Fields, who's been on the show, you know, countless, countless times, um, said to me, you know, well, if you think that way, then of course those people will never want to come on your show. You know, you should never think, well, why would they want to come on or gosh, you know, I I, I don't know what how am I going to be able to talk to this person? You know, they're so smart and they're doing so many great things. And here I just have this radio show. And and, you know, she was like, "Okay, I'm going to just stop you right there. And, you know, if you if you think that way, you're not going to get these great people to come on your show. And she was totally right. So I sort of started to switch my thinking over to why wouldn't they want to come on my show? You know, why wouldn't they want to share what they do and the knowledge they have with people out there who are just really, really yearning for that extra knowledge? So that was one big switch that I made in my thinking that has really given me a lot more confidence Um, and then the other thing is sometimes as a host, I used to think I was being a little selfish on the topics I'm picking because they're all topics that I'm interested in and truly want to know more about. 
Um, so that's sort of the radio host in me thinking, oh, this is kind of selfish. Um, but then the PT part of me will says, well, if, if as a PT, if there's something that is current or that interests me, then it's probably something that others will find interesting as well. So I believe that my job as the radio host or as the interviewer is to get that info out to more people. And it would actually be selfish of me not to do it. So instead of kind of having those feelings of like low self-confidence and feeling selfish that I'm just doing shows for myself, I was able to really flip that and think, well, why wouldn't someone want to come on my show? And it would be selfish to not deliver all this great info um, that I believe that we do do on the show every week. Um, And, you know, I, I think switching that to why wouldn't someone come on my show has been the reason why I've been able to get such great people. And, you know, so the worst thing that could happen, I can ask someone to come on the show and they say no, you know, which is, it's fine because there's always someone else who would want to come on. And so I've asked a lot of people um, to come on the show. And, and in the case of some kind of stalked them until they came on my show, like Lorimer Mosley, I truly did feel like I was stalking him. Um, but he did definitely come on the show and it was a great interview. Um, And I do think that the person being interviewed is always pleased with the show and the information that we will be able to share was really important and was really great. And, you know, I used to think that after I did a show, so as so getting back to the part of me, that's the radio host. After I would do a show, I would always feel like really happy about the show. You know, even if it wasn't the best show I could have done, I was always really happy and and sort of pleased after the show. And and I think it's because every time I do a show, whether it be interviewing someone or doing a show on my own, which, by the way, I was scared out of my mind to do the first time. And Janice are, is, is kind of laughing because I think I was like sweating and like red and blotchy. I was so nervous to do a show on my own. Um, but each time I do a show, I definitely think that it gives me a little more confidence. And, you know, there have certainly been times like at the end of last year, I was definitely going through, um, I guess what I would say is not the best a difficult time in my personal life. We'll just say it wasn't the best time for me at the end of last year, kind of right before Christmas and New Year's. And I remember one week where it it was a terrible weekend and I had to do a show on Monday. I had nothing prepared. I had no one to interview, which is even worse. You know, I couldn't even hide behind the person I was interviewing. And I almost said to myself, you know, I forget it. I'm just not going to, you know, I'm going to take the coward's way out, not even come on and do a show. And then I thought to myself, you know, that that is kind of the coward's way. Like, so, OK, you had an awful weekend, but get it together and get yourself going and go and do that show. And so I did. And like I said, I didn't even have someone to interview. I had to do it myself and I had to kind of wing it. But it was the show I did talking about the explain pain class that I went to that was taught by David Butler. And it was all about kind of how to explain pain to your patients and how to interact with your patients and how to speak to your patients. And um, during that that interview, Barrett Dorco called in, luckily, Barrett Dorco called in for one of the segments. And and I really don't think he knows quite how much that call-in meant because it... I was able to get a little more focused on the show and believe it or not, it's always in like the top five downloaded shows on iTunes. So here was this, this show that I was in not the right. And to be honest, I'm not even sure what I said throughout the show. Cause I was like, so not in the right frame of mind. Um, but after the show, I felt so much better. It was very cathartic, I think, to do the show, even though I didn't have a guest. And, you know, in looking back on it, I realize it's because when I was finished with the show, you have such a sense of accomplishment that, hey, you know, you just had a crappy weekend and you had someone sort of take you down pretty harshly and erase all the confidence you had about you as a person. And, you know, I was able to kind of get back up do the show. And I just, I felt like so energized afterwards and it really gave me a lot of confidence. Um, 
And so, and like I said, Barrett has no idea how much easier he made that show for me. I think, luckily, he called in in the beginning, because if he called in at the end, I don't know what would have happened. Um, but after doing the show, I just felt so much more confident and and so much happier about being, you know, myself and, and really doing a good job. And so all of the the harshness of that weekend was erased a little bit. So I think as a radio host, or so, you know, my advice, if you ever go through like a hard time, just get yourself a radio show and just start talking. You know, it doesn't even matter if someone's listening to you or not. You know, get a radio show, go on to Spreaker.com, start a podcast and just start talking. And I guarantee you, you will feel better. And it's probably less expensive than going to see someone. <laughs> so that's what that's what I would suggest. Um, and then looking at it, you know, as as a physical therapist. So that's, I guess, getting to know a little bit more about me as as a radio host and and a little bit more about me as as a physical therapist. I work here in New York City. I have a concierge physical pra- physical therapy practice here in the city. That means I go to my patients' homes. I go to their offices. Um, I think I have a great model, a great treatment model. I'm able to be with my patient for an hour. Um, I never feel rushed. Uh, you're, you're sort of in their environment, so you can really see. It's much different than having the patient come to you to the clinic. You can really see and get a good glimpse as to what is their life like? What are the stresses they have in their life, in their home, in their work environment? And how can you really make a big impact in this as a physical therapist? So I think the, the way that the, my treatment model is set up, it really allows me to, to treat the patient beyond what their injury is and really look at how they need to live their life. What are their meaningful tasks? You can get right down to it and really tailor a great program for that patient that consists of, you know, good, good evidence-based manual therapy and exercise prescription. And, you know, I don't use modalities and things like that because, you know, there's no way I'm lugging around an ultrasound machine with me or anything else. You know, I just, I use my hands and I use exercises and, you know, I, I feel like it's such a great, uh, a great way to really service my patients and to, you know, really make a big impact in their life. And, you know, people often ask me, well, how do you market? How do you do X, Y, and Z and, and get the word out? And, and for me, uh, with my practice, what I do is everything I do is via word of mouth. And I think if, if your client is after they see you are so happy with what you've done for them that they're willing to refer you to a family member, you know, uh, or a friend that that is the best advertising you can have. And that's what I really, that's what I rely on with my, with my own practice. Um, and you know, I, I try and, and keep as current as I can with, with the new evidence that's coming out, which seems on a near daily basis. And again, like I said before, this is where Twitter comes into play because it really highlights a lot of the new stuff for you. Um, and, and so, you know, how has the show impacted me on how I treat my patients? I can't even go into how many ways that it's impacted me on how I treat my patients because I get to learn from some of the best people in the profession. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to kind of wrap things up. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. 
That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the 100th episode of Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I have another caller, uh, Miss Erica Mello, who's been on the show a couple of times. Hey, Erica. Ooh, is she there? Oh. Oh, hello? You there, Karen? Yeah, okay, I can hear you. I want to congratulate you on your 100th show. Thank you. I'm sorry, I'm just getting over a bad cold, so I may come across a little bit raspy. No, 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 you sound fine. I can't believe it's been 100 shows. My God, that's amazing. I know, isn't that crazy? I know. And you've been a part of several of them. Yeah, no, I just, I know I can't believe it. I just, uh, it's, time flies by, and I've just seen you grow, and you're, I have to hand it to you to do the show all by yourself with no guests. I give you credit. I think that's amazing. You, the, it flows beautifully. Oh, thank you. It's an amazing job. I, I congratulate you. Well thank done. you. Yeah, I know. Like I was just saying, like that show that I did back in December. Yeah. Like holy cow! Like I really don't like when Barrett called in. I was like, oh, I know. Thank you. Shining <laughs> armor. I know. <laughs> and I don't think he has a clue that it was like so meaningful that he yeah. called in because you can't. I can't be like, oh my god, thank God someone called in. I know. I know. I <laughs> that know. that's not really the best way to go about your radio show. I know. But I know. um, it's been it's been so it's been what three, it's three years now. Two, right? Well, two, two, two maybe two and a half. I guess two. I don't know. Two, two and some months. Yeah. Two and change. Um, but you know, I think. Like I said in the beginning, it started out as just sort of kind of like health and wellness stuff. And I think over the year, over especially this past year in particular, it's really honed into like just physical therapy stuff. Yeah, yeah, it has. And and I think that's a good thing because I don't know that there's a whole lot of outlets out there. Right. No, for sure. I mean, I was thinking, you know, you why don't what do you think about like trying to get some international physical therapists on? you know, on the phone or on, do you have much of an international audience? Yeah. And, and I do, you know, and, and that is something that's, you know, in the works like last week, well, the, I did have a therapist. She was calling in from India. Oh, great. And I've had Laura, you know, like David Butler and Laura Mosley from Australia and, and some people have their roots in international, like Adrian Lowe is South African and Louis Puentendora is um, Australian. Um, But there's also, I think there's another woman in New Zealand who's Mm -hmm. part of that whole pelvic mafia. Right. On yep. on Twitter, yep. um, and I know that she, you know, we're trying trying to work on her to come on the show, and and yeah, I mean, I think having more therapists from around the world on is is interesting because I think it's interesting to see how people do it in other countries. Other countries, exactly. I mean, I think even in um, you know running your practice, uh, yeah, you know, people from you know even I bet you if you had a, uh, a different physical therapist on from a different state I mean they wouldn't have to do like the whole show like you know like a right or two. you would get different perspectives or different answers on on you know how, what their challenges are in business and, yeah um, it's it, you know for from each different state or from each different country and it could be interesting I mean it'd be interesting for me and maybe not for your average you know, um, you well, know no, I mean, therapist but you know like one of the the things that on Twitter that people were like oh I'd really like to hear more of and it really was was like the business end, yeah. the business end of it. You know, we yeah. do. I feel like I do do a good job of getting a lot of content-driven yeah. um, information out there, and I also try and really showcase or highlight like what 
physical therapists really do. Yeah. And and different avenues that people can can and different avenues of physical therapy. You know, physical therapists they they do do charity work. You know, we do do volunteer work overseas, like the women who last I had on last week who go out to the Congo. That's great. You know, and that you know the whole my whole aim of the show is to show that we're more than just hot packs, cold packs, and modalities. Right. Yep. You know, and and exercise. Yep. And and you know, I think that leads into sort of the future of of I think where physical therapy wants to go and and I think where I the future of what I'd like to do with this show is is to really show that physical therapists really are your go-to expert for any kind of movement and and we should be the person that you go to for preventative care yeah yeah why can't you go to a physical therapist yep exactly you know if you're gearing up to run a marathon why don't you go to a physical therapist first yep no for sure you know, and, and I think that that's what, where the profession needs to go. Yep. And it's interesting. There are a few Americans practicing over in Europe, and it would be interesting to see mm. what their views um, are. I think there's a couple I know on Twitter who, what, what they think. I mean, they're probably a bit constrained, in, you know, in, into, that, into their practice patterns in Europe, um, mm-hmm. what, that, what, what they would think, um, you know, about how they would, uh, like, I guess the difference between how practicing in America versus practicing over in Europe. And, and you know, because I think they're a bit more constrained over in Europe versus uh, practicing in the U.S. But yeah. we are the, the go-to people, and I think that is sort of the message of the APTA and, you know, the whole value thing. And, and um, I think that should be the, the focus for, the, for, the, for everybody. Um, but it's interesting to see everybody's point of view and what challenges, what, yeah. what each physical therapist views as their challenge going forward in, in, in running their practice or getting their message across and, yeah. and things like that. And yeah. that, that's a great goal. And I think that's, that would be great, you know, great for the show as well and, and to kind of evolve the show and evolve the profession. Yeah, so. oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I actually have, you, Erica, I would love for you to stay on the line, um, but I actually have another person calling in. Excellent. Well, congratulations, Well, thank Karen, you. And I will see you soon. Okay. Enjoy. All well right. done. Bye. Bye. Hey, so I have another person calling in right now, and this is, the person calling in is the reason I have this show. So what a great way to end my hundredth show by the person who got me onto the first show that I've ever done radio-wise, and that's Joshua Margolis. Hey, Josh. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I just all of a sudden just felt this weave of responsibility. To <laughs> something really good. So I'm going to try to comply. We'll see if I can follow up on that. Congratulations, first and foremost. Thank but, you. I can't believe it's 100 shows, but I'm sure you said that as well. Yeah, no, I know. I can't, I can't believe it either. And, you know, I was saying, people always ask me, I said in the beginning of the show, like, how do you get a radio show? Like, who does that? And I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, my friend Josh had this show. And when I was done, they said, you have a good radio voice and you seem smart. <laughs> you want your show? You want your own show or what? Yeah, there we go. Well, you know, you, you, your voice still sounds as beautiful as ever. So I think that's the number one thing, uh-huh. sounding good, sounding crisp, yeah. sounding clear. I think that's a big thing. And and you happen to know what you're talking about. Yeah. So that goes a long way, too. Sometimes, you know. Sometimes I, I like to think I do. <laughs> Most certainly. But uh, but no, I'm, I'm glad that it worked out. And I think there's a you have a great show. I think that the Talking Outdoors Network is a fantastic network as well. And, you know, I, I definitely... You know, look. F- I miss my time and really look forward to those shows that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Sam's still there. Yeah, Sam's right he here. Was fantastic as well. I think it yeah. was just a great, great experience. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it's it's it l- certainly been a learning experience from you know being a guest on your show and then two months later doing my first show where I said I came with like a clipboard of questions, like a total dork. You know, like, oh, my God. So you just, okay, question number one, answer. And I was like, I would literally X off the questions as I was going down. That's thorough. It's methodical. It's a smart, smart way. Sure is thorough. Um, But it just didn't lend itself to like a natural flowing interview process. Yeah, you know? I, know, I get that too. It, it, it's a good. That's a good point. I think a lot of times in radio shows or any interviews, I think the the big, big thing is the sort of the organic nature of just letting it having an outline and a structure, but almost letting it flow yeah. from within there. And you know, I think that's what people want to hear. It sounds much more candid and right, uh, right. Touch on subjects that you might not even have the opportunity to. Right, you right. Things just sort of 
But then again, I guess the other side, it could just sort of roll out and uh, just, you know, well, shift sideways, too. you got to make sure you're reining in. Exactly. Well. And, and now I've, I've gotten a lot better at, like, speaking up. And being like, okay, all right, so let's um, get back to, because, you know, there's nothing more annoying when someone asks a question and the person never answers it. Yeah, I can imagine. You know what I mean? And we all see it every time we go, every time we watch the news and a politician gets on, they ask a question, they never answer it. Yeah, it seems politicians are great at not answering questions. And it's so annoying. Like, yeah. Just or, or even say at least acknowledge the question was even asked. Yeah, I, I think it's like you they, they have mean? their own agenda. Well, a lot of people do, and I'm sure your guests as well. You know, people want to make sure they get across of you know, their, their their points that they have set out. So sometimes they're they're not even paying attention. They're just they're just you know spouting out what they have written down in front of them. That's right. That's along right. Along those lines. Yeah, but and you know, I agree. I, so the other thing that's tough is. Uh, cutting somebody off. I always found that to be difficult, too. Yeah, it is. That is difficult because, <laughs> listen, there are some times where I'm like, oh, I don't want to cut them off. And you're going like four minutes into commercial. I'm like, ah. <laughs> like, like, okay, okay. I, I'm interested in what you're hearing and what you're saying, but it's time to go. Yeah, yeah. We're like, wow, fascinating. Okay, we got to take a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. You have to like know kind of how to tailor your interview. And, and you know, the, this show has, I think, really helped me with that. And, and just to... Um, just as a plug for Josh and, well, f- for myself, I guess, um, that I am going to be a guest on for a show that Josh does um, right. in April sometime. That's right. So the tables will be turned. The tables will be turned. The interviewer <laughs> will become the interviewee. That's right. So, so get it in right now because no matter what you do, I can get you back. That's, <laughs> That's very true. And, and we're going to be talking about like myths of the physical therapy profession. That's a great topic. For well, you gave me the topic, so yeah, that's why I'm saying. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, actually, it was your topic, so you know. There we go. Um, yeah, only a genius would come up with something as as succinct and as, as brilliant that. as that. Yes. Yeah. So that'll be coming up in April, and I'll give everyone the the details for that when we have it sort of ironed out as to exactly what day that's going to be. Um, but at this point, Josh, I got to cut you off. <laughs> oh, I knew it was coming. That's I got to cut you off well, because we're out pleasure. of time. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and th- anytime. And thanks. But thank you for calling in and thank you for being sort of the start of this whole thing. My pleasure. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in and so happy to celebrate my 100th show. And uh, we, I will be back next week with um, and this whole month of March with all new interviews from a lot of great people. Next week, we have Bobby Cappuccio on and he's a, a leader in the fitness world. Um, and so in the meantime, uh, everybody stay healthy, wealthy and smart. And thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, I'm Dana. And I'm Don. We are certified certified mediators. mediators. And I am a family and couples licensed therapist and author of Please Don't Buy Me Ice Cream. Our show, New Beginnings, is about helping you and your family recover financially and emotionally and start the beginning of your life. We'll answer your questions on divorce, family court, co-parenting, personal development, new relationships, blending families, and more. Dana and I will bring you to a place of empowerment and belief that even though marriages may end, families are forever. Join us every Monday starting September 10th at 10 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. 
This is Tony Martinetti, the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Technology, fundraising, compliance, social media. Small and medium nonprofits have needs in all these areas. My guests are expert in all these areas and more. Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern, on Talking Alternative Broadcasting. Are you fed up with talking points rhetoric? Everywhere you turn, it's left or right spin, ideology, no reality. In fact, it's ideology over intellect. No more. It's time for the truth. Join me, Larry Sharp, a.k.a. The Neosage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 Eastern, for the Ivory Tower radio program. In the Ivory Tower, we'll discuss what's important to you, society, politics, business, and family. It's provocative talk for the realist and the skeptic who want to know what's really going on, what does it mean, and what can be done about it. So gain special access to the Ivory Tower and listen to me, Larry Sharp, your Neosage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11, New York time. Go to ivorytowerradio.com for details. That's ivorytowerradio.com. The Ivory Tower is a great place to visit for both entertainment and education. Listen in, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11. It will make you smarter. TalkingAlternative.com 